Welcome to Healthcare Experience Matters. This podcast is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. And with today's episode, we're teaming with PRC. This podcast is dedicated to transforming the healthcare experience so that every person can receive and deliver the best care. And welcome back to Healthcare Experience Matters. I am super excited for our guest today. It is Tiffany Cheney. She is the Chief Diversity Officer with Baptist Health in Montgomery, Alabama, as well as a fellow of the American College of Healthcare Executives. Tiffany, welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. So before we begin, just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about your professional background to this point and what your current role as Chief Diversity Officer entails. All right. So as you said, my name is Tiffany Cheney, and I serve here as Chief Diversity Officer with Baptist Health in Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, 2023 will mark my 25th year in healthcare. I started when I was an undergraduate. Uh, Over that time, I have served in strategy and business office roles in a healthcare consulting firm, Uh, in an academic health system, in a public hospital, and a physician practice. Uh, Actually, physician practice is where my career started. And of course, now my current role in diversity, equity, and inclusion. Also, as a piece of trivia, I am uh, also an ordained minister serving a ministry gathered by Grace here in Montgomery. In my role here as Chief Diversity Officer at Baptist Health, I lead the strategic development, promotion, and implementation of our health systems initiatives that are working to ensure a commitment and accountability across all spectrums of diversity in our health system. Uh, Some of the responsibilities of that role include ensuring that our organizational short-term and long-term plans uh, reflect a lens toward diversity, equity, and inclusion, ensuring that patient, family, team member and community voice is integrated in those plans, Um, engaging in efforts that will support equitable patient care for underrepresented segments of our service area, really trying to contribute to the elimination of healthcare disparities that we know uh, exist throughout uh, our country and that actively as an industry we're working to dismantle working closely also with our internal departments to ensure that the culture within our organization is one uh, that is focused on having equitable practices and an inclusive kind of environment for how we source and how hire and compensate and support and develop uh, diverse team members at every level of our organization. Uh, In that, I spend a lot of time educating our team members at every level of our organization in uh, DEI matters and cultural humility to really try to enhance both an individual awareness uh, and an organizational institutional decision-making awareness towards diverse practices and really just serving as a resource and an advocate for our team members on all matters related to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Well, there are plenty of responsibilities that come along with your position. And I'm curious, among all your duties, responsibilities, et cetera, what do you love most about your job? I love the people. I love engaging and collaborating both with our team members and with um, community members. And this work really is so often requires vulnerability 
and next level understanding. It, it requires grace for self and for others. And I really consider it a privilege that people trust me as a source for conversation about sensitive topics, that people feel comfortable um, having one-on-one conversations with me, that for being in those group settings that we cultivate together, and, and that I have the opportunity to be on the journey to kind of walk together with our team members uh, and our community as we do this work together. Now, of course, there are challenges to any position. You're certainly not excluded. You're going to need some sort of passion, some sort of fuel that keeps you going when times are tough. What is the fuel of your passion for this line of work? I would say that my passion for this work is fueled by two things. Um, One is a belief that every single person deserves to receive equitable, high quality health care. When I think about often... um, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., in uh, all of his speeches and sermons and writings, there is one particular quote from Dr. King where he specifically talks about health. Uh, In March of 1966, he was at a press conference and Dr. King remarks, he says, of all the forms of inequality, injustice in health is the most shocking and most inhuman because it often results in physical death. And when I think about that, every day, Through our work, we have the opportunity to provide equitable care that does not vary in quality because of a person's personal characteristics. And each and every time we do so, we're living into that equitable, just, and humane care that Dr. King advocated for each person to receive. When we are advocates in our community for equitable resources, we expand the reach of equitable healthcare even wider. And so I would say that that's the first belief that fuels my passion for this work. And the second is that I believe that every single person deserves to work in a place where they feel like they belong. And so when I lead DEI education at Baptist Health, for example, I often say that it is my desire that our organization is one where 5,000 people come to work every day and feel like they are valued for just who they are. This is the kind of culture that I am grateful uh, to have a role in helping to cultivate here. Now let's hit on some of the challenges of your job and of your responsibility. Can you talk about some of the challenges that you face? I would say that perhaps the biggest challenge of this work is that it often requires people to step outside of their comfort zone and to engage in self-examination of one's own cultural and professional background. It, It really involves recognizing that we each experience emotions when we're confronted with values and customs that may be different from our own. And that's hard, right? But a central tenet of cultural humility Uh, that is that we are willing really to engage in a lifelong commitment to self-evaluation, that we have a humble and respectful attitude towards people of cultures different than ours. And so while this self-evaluation may not always be comfortable, it is essential to have so that we provide the best care for our patients and engage each other. And so I tell our team members frequently that I'm not going to promise you that this work will be comfortable. In fact, I probably could better promise that it won't be comfortable. But what I can promise is that I'll commit to creating safe spaces where we can process our reflection and actions together and strive to learn and grow. And so, so yes, it can be a challenge when we get to those places where it's hard 
uh, for people to uh, engage in, in the kind of work that really is very uh, often starts at an introspective and personal level. Uh, but but it's necessary uh, for equitable care, and we can do what we need to do as we work together to get there. I want to know about some of the ways your institution goes above and beyond when it comes to patient care. I love this question because people listening or maybe anyone at their own institution might learn something today that they can take back to their own institution. So I love this question because um, it gives an opportunity to think about the ways in which we have been very intentional about serving our community. And so as the largest provider of healthcare here in central Alabama, we are committed at Baptist Health to providing a comprehensive complement of high quality services for every patient we serve. And we recognize that the importance of meeting patients where they are and to do so in every way. So what that means is that uh, sometimes we need to go to literally where the patients are. So through efforts like our Community Connection Initiative, which is an initiative of our Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Office here, we are partnering with churches and community organizations um, throughout our service area to encourage wellness close to home. Uh, This program actually stems from partnerships that we started when it was time to get the COVID-19 vaccine out to the community. And we wanted to make sure that access was not a barrier to anyone receiving the vaccine. And so we went, um, you know, north uh, an hour or so in our service area, um, east an hour and a half, west uh, likewise. And so we went throughout south of, of Montgomery, where we are based, to be able to ensure that all throughout our service area, we were able to provide this important and needed vaccine to our community. Well, now uh, we want to say we have these relationships, so now what? So through our community connection, we are we form these partnerships, and we want to focus on bringing health education and screenings closer to home. And so we will be going back and working with those same partners to reach out and to to bring health professionals and screenings and whatever we can do to make sure that um, not just in the middle of a global pandemic, which we all hope to never experience again in the way that we have, uh, but for wellness, that we're able to bring wellness closer to home as well. In addition to community connection, we also do this through driving hope which is our mobile cancer screening and education unit. Uh, we work to increase healthcare accessibility for Central Alabamians, uh, including those low-income, rural, minority, and vulnerable populations within our service area. We want to strive to catch cancer early so that the residents of Central Alabama will be able to receive the much-needed care and treatment uh, that will improve their chances of survival. We are grateful to have our Baptist Health Care Foundation that works with us in being able to seek funding for uh, efforts like this. And recently they secured funding to add uh, the Baptist Health Driving Hope Mobile Mammography Unit, which will add mammography to the mobile services that will be available to our 12 county service area. And nine of those 12 counties are located in the rural Black Belt region of our state, and seven are specifically defined as low income areas. So I think that Baptist Health goes above and beyond uh, in one way, which is by ensuring that patients throughout our service area in central Alabama have access to the high quality services that are critical to their health and wellness. Uh, and I'm excited to see the ways in which we can continue uh, to pursue that even more uh, as we, we grow in this area. Awesome stuff going on. So with all that in mind, 
let's talk some strategy. Um, you know, let, how can healthcare institutions get more strategic when it comes to engaging their workforce and making sure people are actually finding purpose in their work? And it sounds th- like there's a lot of purpose-driven stuff going on at your institution. So I want to ask you that. I'm sure. So I think people find purpose in their work at the intersection of their personal uh, purpose or values and the organization's purpose. So I think that from the beginning of our engagement with potential team members, we can help to begin to make that connection. Start, you know, in the interview process, we can ask people about their purpose. What are they passionate about? And connect their purpose with our organization's purpose. Sure, knowing whether or not a candidate can do the nuts and bolts responsibility of a job is very important. But knowing that they have a heart for the job is sustained, right? And so each and every person in our organization cares for our patients. While only a limited number of our team members have direct contact for with patients on a day-to-day basis in their roles, we all exist to provide high-quality patient care. So I used to tell people in my role prior to this, I served as um, system director for business development, and, and I am a, a data analyst uh, by passion and by trade. I've, I've Going back to my time in uh, undergrad, I wanted to be able to use numbers and data in a way uh, to make a difference in people's lives. And so I have always said that uh, while particularly in that role, I didn't have much direct uh, patient engagement. Um, but I did crunch numbers so that the people who did have that uh, direct patient engage, engagement, those individuals that are, are at the bedside every day, had what they needed and, and was able to participate in uh, the development and strategy efforts to make sure that we provided what this community needed. I crunched numbers so that the people at the bedside could do what they did, right? And we want to help each person, no matter what their role is in that organization, in this organization or in our organizations, be able to make that connection. And by helping people draw the line between their individual work, their individual passions, and the things that they do in their role, and the patient who leaves the organization today with their new baby or on a path to recovery after a heart attack, or the patient who leaves one of our uh, physician practices today encouraged about their plan of care when they thought that there wasn't anything that was going to help them get better. But now they've sat down with our clinical teams and they've worked out a plan and they feel encouraged uh, that, that, that now they're moving towards uh, where they need to be with their health care. If we can help connect people and find purpose in whatever their day-to-day task is with those patients who are going to live well, we help people make that connection to purpose in their work. And we began drawing that line in the hiring process. We have to be intentional about doing that and continue to regularly point people back to their purpose over and over and over and over again throughout their employment to help team members to see how whatever it is that they do in their role every day helps connect their purpose with the organization's purpose. And I think we have to revisit the purpose 
this conversation again, over and over again, as team members grow, as they recognize uh, that that their personal sense of purpose may evolve and work uh, to figure out how their role in the organization evolves with it. Uh, So I often think about the many generations of people we have in our, our workforce from, you know, 18 years old, um, up through people in their 80s. Uh, recently, we had our team member service award recognitions, and I think we had a per- person who uh, had been with our organization for 55 years. And so if you think about serving in uh, a health system for 55 years, how a person's sense of purpose uh, evolves over that amount of time. And, and what we want to be able to do, and I think what any organization wants to be able to do, is to stay connected with our team members in such a way so that we are aware of, of what uh, an, an individual team member's purpose may be and help them to continue to evolve to our organization's purpose in such a way that they feel fulfilled. And if we can do that, uh, then we help to nurture our team members in such a way uh, that that they grow. Uh, I think for myself in, in this organization, uh, I so I've been with Baptist Health what will be 17 years in uh, January, but I spent a portion of that time um, living and working remotely before it was, I tell people I worked remotely before it was popular uh, because I left to go to seminary. And so I sensed a call to ministry while I was here uh, working as system director for business development. Uh, and, and I am grateful that this organization has uh, supported me in my sense of call. And I continued to work um, in in the area of business development while I went to seminary and uh, went off for my first call. Uh, and, and then uh, as uh, life happened, I found my way back to Montgomery and I've been back on site for, I think, six or seven years. It will be in January. Uh, but but this organization was willing to evolve with me uh, as my sense of purpose um, evolved in life. Uh, and as a result, I still feel connected uh, to my personal purpose and have stayed connected to my personal purpose as it relates to this organization's purpose in my work. Uh, but it took recognizing that when I said, hey, this is something that's really important for me um, to be willing to grow. And so how do we, we uh, in all of our organizations, be intentional about knowing our team members' purposes uh, and and, and helping them to draw those lines and be intentional about connecting in such a way that a person feels like they can live out the very essence of who they feel uh, called to be uh, in their day-to-day jobs, whatever it may be in our health systems or in our healthcare organizations. I imagine that uh, your, your listeners include uh, people who serve in all kinds of healthcare organizations. And so uh, whatever they may be, um, how can we help make sure that our team members are feeling connected uh, to their purpose as they work? We've been talking with Tiffany Cheney. She is the Chief Diversity Officer with Baptist Health in Montgomery, Alabama, as well as a fellow of the American College of Healthcare Executives. It's been a great conversation. And as I do with all our guests, I'm going to give you the final word. So if there's anything else valuable you wanted to mention for our listeners that we didn't touch on yet, please feel free to let us know. I would just say, you know, that I am grateful. I am grateful to the many, many people all over this country, all over the world who have connected their sense of purpose 
uh, to a career in healthcare that cares for people. Uh, the, the last few years have been really hard for our industry, right? Uh, that's true of, of many other industries that have been uh, uh, on the forefront. Uh, but, but healthcare has been out there. We have had people uh, who have uh, literally risked their lives to care for our communities. Uh, and I am grateful for those who uh, have done so. And uh, this ongoing journey towards equitable, high quality care uh, is is difficult. It's often difficult, but it is certainly doable. And I think that that it is doable when we remain committed to learning and growing together. And so, uh, thank you, thank you for the work that uh, you in, in this uh, group does through your your podcast. Uh, you help us to learn and grow together by bringing our stories uh, to a centralized place. Uh, and I just thank you for having me uh, as a part of this opportunity today. Well, I appreciate that. That's very kind of you to to mention that. And Tiffany Cheney, thank you so much for your time today. This was awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation with today's episode teaming with PRC. To learn more, visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org.